Hello, you're listening to the Infinite Pixels podcast. Uh, we talk about video games, me and my friend Jordan. Uh, introduce yourself, Jordan. I'm Jordan, and you just caught us on a late night to any town, USA. We're on a train to anywhere on the Smooth Talking Infinite Pixels podcast. Uh, sit on back and enjoy the sweet sounds of two late 20 year olds talking about video games. A very unique sensation on the internet. And tonight, White people, too. You'll never hear them talk about things. And males. I mean, that's very underrepresented in every every podcast medium. Now, tonight, sit back. Oh, sorry. Oh, go go, ahead. No, sit back, sit back. <laughs> sit back. Take I already said sit back, so it's not going to be as funny. Uh, sit back now. Uh, okay, sorry. We're... Go ahead. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're, we're talking about Metroid. That's the game that we're talking about. The original... Metroid game from 1986. I don't know. I I feel bad because I don't. I did not do like any research for this one. That's fine. Even though at the top of last episode, I, we said that this would be a month long to give us time for shit. I was like, why would I research Metroid? We're here to talk about Metroid, but we don't know what year it came out. But it was 1986. <laughs> Uh, this came out the same year as the original Kid Icarus, which we've also played on this podcast, and I believe 1986 was also the year of the first Legend of Zelda game. I thought that, I think that was 85. It might have been earlier, but this generation of uh, you know Nintendo games, it was like all the all of Nintendo's signature franchises were were being established. So Metroid, Mario, Zelda. Uh, Kirby wasn't around yet, Pokemon wasn't around yet, but uh, Metroid is one of Nintendo's flagship franchises, and Samus is one of Nintendo's most famous characters, I would say. She is in Smash Brothers. She's in all of them. Uh, and she's in Metroid Pinball. Oh, the the best Metroid game secretly, actually. Yeah, actually, we should do a, we, sh- we should do a little sidebar on Metroid Pinball, but... Uh, so... This is the original Nintendo Metroid. Uh, had you ever played this before we played it for this podcast? Yes, because I believe I had gotten it for free on the 3DS. When the 3DS launched, it launched at $300. Oh, yeah. And uh, they dropped the price, I want to say, to like 200 or close to it. I want to say it was $200. Um, and... They gave the folks who bought it uh, at the higher price point um, uh, Game Boy Advance games and NES games. Mm. So I got it for free on my 3DS. Nice. That's it's a. It's I never a, beat it. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard game. Uh, even I think by. Oops, sorry, my phone went off. Good job. Words two sent me a notification. Speaking of video games. Um, but uh, I think even by today's standards, it's it's pretty difficult. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not it's not an easy game. Yeah, and uh, I can't imagine someone playing this game back in 1986 and like trying to to navigate it without having w- without like mastering it. Like I can't. This is not a game that you can just uh, pick up and play and then like kind of mosey your way to the finish line. I feel like there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, you can. I mean, not in the same way that you can with games like Mario or like Sonic. Um, I think this game was a little more like even Kid Icarus when we played that. Uh, 
I feel it was it was straightforward enough. Metroid, I think there's some there's some uh, kind of not secretive, but like bullshittery kind of going on. So what what do you do in Metroid? Uh, we are. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a young Gen Z. I don't know what Metroid is. Sure, Metroid is the game that Samus is from, and it is a it at this point in time for this game, it was a 2D side scroller. Um, it was kind of like Mega Man, except in Mega Man you always go from left to right. In Metroid you go from left to right, and then you can backtrack and you go around, and it's uh, like a 2D. Um, side-scroller with platforming and shooting and exploration. Uh, Samus has a little arm cannon that you can shoot uh, very cool power shots out of. Yeah. yeah. She can go into a ball and drop bombs. Mm -hmm. She gets a lot of power-ups. Yeah. Um, actually, the first screen in the game, uh, you're Samus. I mean, when you start the game, you uh, go to the right because that's just what you do in a video game from this era. You go to the right, uh, and eventually you come to a clearing that you can't uh, pass. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a couple enemies around, but once you kill them, you realize, like, I can't progress. So you go back. Uh, you go back past where you started, and then you find the uh, Morph Ball upgrade, which lets Samus turn into a tiny ball so she's small enough to roll through an obstacle. So right off the bat, the game is teaching the player uh, without any tutorials, without any direction other than play. Uh, they're teaching the player that you're going to have to backtrack in this game. You're going to have to... Uh, find upgrades to progress. So uh, that was really impressive to play. Um, having never played this game myself, playing that, I was like, wow, cool. I immediately know like the core concept of this game in the first five minutes. Yeah. So that was cool. It's a Mega Man X or whatever. Yeah. Whatever Aaron, the sequel, sequelitis Aaron Hansen. Right. It's, says. it's, it has that Mega Man X first level conveyance where yeah. it just tells you everything right away. Yeah. Um, and you have, you've played other Metroid games before, right? I've played all of them, but Metroid 2. I would, I've played Metroid. Now, I had played it before, but I've never beaten it. Uh, I've played Super Metroid, but I haven't beaten it. Um, I've played, uh, Zero Mission. Uh, Prime 1, 2, and 3. I've played Hunters and beaten it. I've played Pinball, but I've never beaten it. There is, like, a campaign in Pinball. Oh, really? Uh, uh, it's, like, not a campaign, but there's, like, a like challenges or whatever to, like, beat it. Hmm. Uh, and then there's um, the... Uh, there's Other M, and then there's Dread, and... Uh, I don't. I think that might be it. I think that's it. Three prime games. A couple of uh, there wasn't one for N sixty four. Oh, what's the one for DS that was not? Um, it's what, Hunters was Hunters the multiplayer one, mm -hmm. the, the little like chibi art style. No. Uh, oh, Federation Force. Yeah, Federation. I did not play Federation. Force. Who did? That's my question. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Oh, so Fusion. You... I missed Fusion. Oh yeah, it was my first Metroid game. <laughs> Game Boy Advance, right? Yeah, Fusion is incredible. That's what I've heard. But I've, n I've never played 2. Well, that one is hard to... Before the remake on DS, the only way to play Metroid 2 was on the original Game Boy, right? Yeah, uh, that was the only way to play it. And I don't even think they re Like you were saying, that I don't think they re-released it on anything. There might have been a re-release... On 3DS, actually. 
like just like a Metroid, because I Metroid Two, but like it was a Game Boy emulator, because I I did get a couple of Game Boy games on 3DS, like the Donkey Kong Game Boy game. Mm. So, but, but then they did do a remake of Metroid Two on yes. 3DS that was called Samus Returns. Yeah, Metroid Samus Returns. And, and I never played that one either, so I've, I've never played anything to do with two. But also, uh, Metroid One was remade in Metroid Zero Mission, right? Yes. And you did play that one? Yeah, that one is... It's so good. <laughs> That's what I've heard, It's yeah. so good. It's one of the best remakes of all time. Yeah. That's like a, a great like blueprint for like... Hey, if you want to make like a, a remake and make it like true to the original while also making it updated for, for modern consoles, like this is the blueprint. Well, I honestly, I didn't know that Metroid Zero Mission was a remake of the first Metroid game. Yeah. So when I picked Metroid 1 on NES to play for this podcast, um, and then as I was playing it, I was doing research about the game, mm-hmm. and I found out Metroid Zero Mission was uh, a remake, I was like, oh, fuck, I should have just picked that to play. Uh, no, because I think it's interesting looking back at this, and if we ever do Zero Mission, you'd be like, oh, this is really interesting. Mm, okay. Uh there's a point i'll just spoil it I, I i watched a bunch of stuff oh, about it yeah, yeah. The, the going and getting the the zero suit and that was like whoa i didn't know that this was going to be in here well that's interesting so you're talking about the end of zero mission yes when there's like a stealth section when you play as zero suit samus yeah because in in the original metroid you kill mother brain and they go like you have 10 minutes to escape mm-hmm. and at the end of this uh you just like go past a door and it's like the easiest that you get you have like eight extra missions that are eight, eight minutes that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. you know they they give you so much time uh and in um the original zero mission or the original zero mission in zero mission you actually have like 10 minutes to escape mm-hmm. and then at the very end like you lose your your suit and you have to uh get your suit back while also like going and 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 chasing after the space pirates in like a stealth sequence and it's if you play the original metroid or your metroid fan i imagine that moment came as a complete surprise yeah. for yeah. the remake yes um but interestingly uh apparently a lot of people hated that why because it was different and it was slow and it was stealth based gameplay instead of action gameplay it's one of the best like additions to a remake ever it seemed like a cool idea but maybe at the time people were like why did they add this this is stupid and it's cool like you get your suit back at the end and then like you you're like oh i felt depowered and now i'm badass again i think people didn't like feeling depowered and changing up the gameplay style because it it is like you're like crawling around in vents and you're not really shooting people as much shooting is kind of like a last resort in that section as far as i can tell Mm mm-hmm She's not as powerful as in Smash. Right, right. She, But she still has her paralyzer, mm-hmm. which is cool. It was cool to watch gameplay of that. That's where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is the original Metroid. You know, this uh, part of the reason I wanted to play that play this game for the podcast is because I want to play all the Metroid games eventually. Um, so I wanted to start with this one. So we could then move on. Are going to do two next? I don't know if we'll do two. We'll definitely do Super Metroid because I've never played that. I've never beaten Super Metroid, even though I've I've probably started over like a dozen times Mm. just on random systems. But I've never like owned it. Sure. I just like would 
play it like on friends consoles so well it's it's uh yeah one of those games that is like pretty ex- like readily available um no matter what generation you're in so you can kind of just pick it up and putz around for a day or two and then move on to something else if you want yeah um but i definitely want to play it through all the way because something else i learned and i think i mentioned you this to you off camera um but hmm. Apparently, a lot of people think Super Metroid is one of the best games, like, ever made. Yes. Which I didn't know. I knew it was well-regarded, but I didn't know it was, like, up there with the legendary games. Yeah, I mean, playing this original Metroid, I think I texted you and I was saying something about, like, something being hard in a different context. Not my dick. (laughs) I didn't know. There was nothing to prop that. Go on. (laughs) I figured other people would think that. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, anyway, uh, I was like, this is really difficult. And uh, and uh, you were like, oh, are you talking about the game? I'm like, no, I'm talking about this video you sent me. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, but the game is difficult. Yeah. So, um, and it's like, it is obtuse. It's like, I, I was thinking about this today and what I was going to say on the podcast. I'm like, this game is like, Taking a look at, like, an old car engine, Mm. right? Like, a 1940s, 1950s car engine where you're like, man, this is really cool, like, back in the day and seeing this. But I don't, like, personally, I'm not a car guy. I don't want to drive the 1950s car. Mm. I don't want to work on the engine. Like, I'm just like, I... I want to drive my modern car, have it have air conditioning, have it so that the windows go up and down automatically, you know, whatever. I, I, I want all the modern conveniences. I don't need to go back and and drive the old car for the sake of driving the old car. And it's great that it's there, but, you know, that that's how I felt playing this, where I was like, this is interesting looking back at it, but, like, this is one of those games where, like Zelda... Um, at least like the early 2D ones, all of the foundations are there. You can literally see everything. It's not like um, it's a lot like Pokemon, where like there there hasn't been that much change, that many changes to the Metroid formula since day one. You know, the um, Prime is different in that it's a a 3D game where you're exploring a 3D space, uh, and it's more about like uh, like exploration and finding secrets and learning story through like your visors whereas um like this or this original game and the 2d ones around it are more about like exploring a space and more combat like there's not as much combat in in prime there is Mm. but it's like you have a lock on there's not really any skill to like the prime games there is but there isn't sure i mean i i think your car analogy there was was totally was perfect it's uh interesting to look back at what came before but uh yeah maybe games like metroid prime have a little bit like you can see how this game led to metroid prime and you can see the blueprint of the metroid series um in this game but uh, but not just the metroid series this game metroid one essentially established uh, was the first step in creating a new like subgenre of gaming yeah it's the everybody calls it metroidvania which i think is coined by like Jeremy Parrish or something at one up, um, uh, which feels weird because it's like what Metroidvania. Uh, the, it's uh, it's a uh, 
portmanteau of, of Castlevania and Metroid. Mm-hmm. So the Castlevania Symphony of the Night was very similar to Metroid in that you collected power-ups uh, and started very weak and eventually got very strong. You get a map that gets like checked, the things get checked off and whatnot, and there's no map in this game. And you and, backtrack. Yeah, you backtrack. You explore. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no map in this game, but you collect power-ups and get stronger and then eventually uh, like go and face a final whatever that's every game why am i describing it like that? <laughs> but it's it's you get power-ups and you explore that's yeah, like you get up power-ups and non-linear exploration yeah. in a 2d uh environment as yeah. well um and it's yeah it is interesting that in 1986 when this game came out uh that was not the norm normally uh the majority of like mainstream video games you're going from left to right or you're going from top to bottom or bottom to top or whatever. There's not a lot of backtracking from this era. Uh, so right off the bat, that was that was a very interesting thing to kind of think about, that uh, Metroid was intuitive in the way that it was just using the whole screen at all times. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of games... When, when did Castlevania come out, if you know? Uh, like, like Castlevania 1? Yeah. I'm guessing it was 1985. I'll look it up real quick. Um, but there weren't a lot of games either that did like secrets in like walls and stuff. Right. And like Castlevania has a lot of, hey, you know, you break this wall and there's a chicken that you can eat for for health. Uh, or you, you know, you break this part of the screen uh, and there's a cross in here and you can use that to, to throw and it's a secondary weapon. Um, but there's no like permanent upgrades or like hey i'm gonna find this secret path and then go up here and collect this item mm-hmm. um a lot of times even when you do find a secret path like a metro uh, like a bleh, like a mario uh super mario brothers you find the secret path in the original super mario brothers uh and it's like it just continues onward yeah there's no okay like i found the secret path and then i'm gonna go back to the normal path yeah yeah it's that's not a tangent it's the secret path in mario is a way to like make larger progress than yeah. had you gone the the non-secret way but in metroid the secret path is like an upgrade that you carry with you for the rest of your um mm-hmm. your adventure uh the original castlevania came out in 1987 by the way okay so it was a year after at least in north america a year after metroid um so yeah that's that's just uh playing this game seeing that concept of 2d exploration uh, in its most bare bones form uh, was was really interesting, and for me personally, I don't know about you, but um, I really liked that simplicity. I know um, video games have come a long way, and at the time that this game came out, it was probably not thought of as simple. It's probably thought of as like very complex. But I think um, this is like a, an old man thing or like a boomer thing. But I really liked that in this game, it's just Samus with just a black screen behind her and enemies and you just jump and shoot and you have like one little status thing in the top left hand corner um as i was playing this game i was also playing sonic frontiers uh which i know is not sonic the hedgehog's not like the staple of perfect game design but uh that's a game that's about exploration uh in an open world and there's so much shit in your heads-up display. There's all this fucking shit that's displayed on the screen uh, at all times, it feels. Uh, it, it just gets, like, overwhelming. Or, you know, if you play a game like, uh, I don't know, 
any kind of third-person yeah, game. A lot of modern-day video games. That was the criticism last year that a lot of people aimed at, like something like Horizon comparatively to Elden Ring. Mm. So, like Elden Ring had less HUD. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I prefer. And I think this game, it was really nice to just get immersed in. I'm this character jumping from platforms trying to shoot enemies, trying to not get hit, and then trying to just figure out where to go. Uh, and I think this game didn't, didn't drag for me. I mean, it did a little bit in terms of figuring out where to <laughs> it go. It did for me. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I was trying to think about it in terms of 1987 of with like the exploration stuff, or excuse me, 1986 when it came out. Um, and I think the the shooting and the platforming is fun enough. Like, it's just very simple. It's just like a classic game where I didn't feel like it was a slog to uh, go from room to room. Um, mm. And I enjoyed going into a room. Have I been here before? Oh, I've been. Let me go back to the other room. Okay, what do I? And then or going to the end of the room be like, oh, shit, I was just here. I need to go through and then go this way. And sort of learning the path of the game. I know that's probably not for everyone. Uh, but for me, I thought it was sort of nice, like, transient, just kind of like relaxing. <laughs> Uh, to just have satisfying jumping and shooting mechanics while I'm trying to figure a game out. Did, so did you use a map online, or did you just, like, not use a map and use your brain, or did you draw? I uh, just used my memory, but there okay. were parts where I got stuck, and I just looked up, like, what the fuck do I do here? Where do I go? But okay. for, for the most part, I would say I got stuck, like, less than five times. Really? Yeah. Because there's some... It's I got there's stuck some, on the bullshit shit. Yeah. There's some weird stuff in here where it'll be like, you have to go through this floor that has lava under it, uh, and you're like, clearly that's lava, and it'll be like, it's not lava. It's actually just like some floor that you can go through, and that's part of that is really clever because it's messing with your perception of what um, what the blocks are that you were looking at, and like no other Metroid game really does that like they'll mess with like hey this is a you know a a, a a room with a false floor but you know you walk into a room and it'll be like okay like i can see on my map that this is the only map uh, only room that i haven't been to in this area mm -hmm. so it must be that i have to shoot somewhere in it there's a secret path in here yeah like that's just naturally how you might figure i'm not very like I'm not very, like, I, I'm good at navigation, but I'm good at navigation when I have some sort of, like, signposting. Mm. Like, whether that be in, like, you know, Elden Ring, where I'm like, okay, I know that I can go, or I, I know that I'm in this area because I know that this, like, hillish, you know, area, that these are... These hills, you know, there's trees over here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I've just been naturally good at that in, like, a lot of games. This game was hard for me to navigate because it's, like, there's so many rooms that are literally copy-pasted yeah. other rooms. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's it's way more difficult for me to figure out where to go. And, there, like, I've played a lot of Metroid games, and I, I even remember the pathways to go because as they went on, they just got better at, like, diversifying its biomes and its room design. No, totally. I think that's uh, a, a fault of this game in, like, era only. I, yes. I think this kind of game today 
has been perfected where everyone knows how to distinguish different areas. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows like you need a mini map or you need some kind of landmarks or something. So it was interesting to play this game and to walk into a room and be like, oh, I've already been in this room and then backtrack and be like, wait, where am I going? Go back to the room and be like, oh, I haven't been to the end of this Mm -hmm. room. It just looked exactly the same as the other one. Um, And what you were talking about with the the bullshit where you have to like bomb the floor and go through an area that looks like the lava that kills you in every other part of the game. Yeah. It's, it's not called lava. It's called something else, but um, it's lava. <laughs> yeah. It's basically lava. Uh, that is like the right idea, but the wrong execution. And I, I think that idea, the fact that that's in this game at all is, is interesting. Um, it's just that uh, there's another part where, uh, in Ridley's lair, which is not which is not Zebus, it's not Brinstar. It's called. Something. I think it's just called Ridley's hideout or something. Something like that. They don't say it in the game. I don't think. But yeah, it's like somewhere in the instruction manual, probably. Yeah. Uh, but in Ridley's lair, uh, there's a part where you need to bomb a random block on the floor, mm-hmm. and then you roll through it when you're in the morph ball and get to the next area. And it's like, unless you're just randomly bombing the floor, you're not going to think to do that. Yeah. Like, it's it's just the wrong idea. Are you talking about... The wrong get, execution, I mean, sorry. You get to, like, the left side of the room, and you're, like, looking, and you're like, where do I have to shoot the wall on the left? And it's like, you actually don't have to shoot the wall on the left. You have to go back, and there's, like, a one spot on the floor that you have to bomb instead. Yeah, and then you roll into it, and then you bomb again. There's a couple parts where you have to bomb to progress, like bomb blocks to get rid of them, to roll into them, to bomb more blocks, to go through a little path. Um, And I really think, I bet it's great in Metroid Zero Mission, because having just like a little visual marker or some kind of like guidance for the player would have made a big difference there. I don't think there's a visual marker. I just think that there's like... One, there's no re- constantly respawning enemies. Because mm. this game will have, like, little tubes that, like, bug things will come out. Yeah, I fucking hated those things. And, uh, and like, you'll get into a room and you'll be like, well, okay, like, I have to go to the left side of the room. And then, you know, you'll be like, okay, actually, I need to go bomb a, a thing on the bottom of, of the room. And, like, there will constantly be fucking bugs that just come out of tubes and they're like, me, here I am, here I am. And it's like the the Medusas from Castlevania, and you're like, they're really fucking hard to hit. They're not, but they're they're like they, they go fast enough to yeah. where you're like this is annoying. They move quick and they get on your level. So if you're high up on a platform, they come up to where you are and then fly straight at you. And they move at a cadence where you have where there's a rhythm to them. So they come up yeah. uh, like as soon as you kill one, the next one comes up. You mm-hmm. kill the next one, the next one comes up. The one thing that I was uh, that I did find because I was grinding for a little bit to get health back is that uh, because this game, because the NES doesn't have a lot of memory, um, if there's like pickups on the map, sometimes enemies just won't spawn. Yeah, which you can use to your advantage. Mm-hmm. If you if you kill an enemy and they drop missiles and you leave the missiles there, the enemy won't respawn for, yeah. uh, for a minute. Uh, well, there the other strategy was uh, once you get the freeze. Uh, the ice, ice missile. Beam. Ice beam, thank you. Ice missile is in other games, like Metroid Fusion? I was going to say, wait, I, Come on. I, ice missiles are a thing, but they're not in this. But yeah, Samus gets an upgrade that is uh, the ice beam, and when you hit an enemy with it, they freeze in place, mm-hmm. and they become a platform that you can jump on until yeah. they unfreeze after like 15 seconds, whatever. Um, but that was a really good upgrade because uh, 
if there's a place that's spawning enemies and you just freeze the enemy, uh, they don't die, so another enemy doesn't spawn. Um, so that was like an invaluable uh, that that made traversing the game feel so much easier. Like, yeah, there are parts of this game when you walk into a room, the classic video game trope of walking into a room and getting fucked, yeah, immediately, <laughs> uh, and then that's when you go like fuck this and you leave the room and try to find a different path mm-hmm. um but uh, there's a lot of moments in that in yeah the, or in this game and that's like, like that. i think like the the major flaw of this game is just like that it was too intuitive for its own time period you know it, they didn't looking back i'd still think that this this is it's very good um mm-hmm. yeah i i did i i'm like the shooting in this I think sucks dick compared to other games. Oh, compared to other games. Yeah. But like even like playing Kid Icarus and it coming out the same year, I'm like Kid Icarus to me feels like such a better shooter. Like and and have you ever played the original Mega Man or like the other ones on NES? Yeah, actually, have, yeah. like I think those games feel better than this. Like this game, it, it the jumping feels great in this because you Samus does her little flip, mm-hmm. um, and the morph ball feels cool because the morph ball isn't in any other game. But, like, Kid Icarus has, like, it has, like, a better, like, just, like, a better game feel. Because you can go at, like, your own pace, for one thing. You can, like, lead the enemies on. Mm. Um, and, like, this is so much more, like, like okay, like, you, you're, you, here's this enemy and they're going to fly at you. It's, like, a giant bug. And, like, you have to kill them. And, like, they're going to come down at your level and you have to kill them like that. Like, I felt like... Like, even the, the mini Reapers in Kid Icarus, like, they would fly down, and they would fly down in, like, a weird, like, spiral. But I always felt like I have the ability to kill these very easily because I have very good control over Pit when he's on the ground. And, like, Samus is, like, clunky. She feels cool in the air, um, and she feels cool in Morph Ball. But just, like, on the ground, traversing left to right, it's like, ah, I, got, I keep getting hit by shit. Yeah, well, and bouncing I, around. It's I think it's tricky too because, um, and I, I love that you compared this game to Kid Icarus because I was definitely thinking about Kid Icarus when I played this game as well. Uh, in that game, the enemies are not like varied in size. No matter where, if there's an an- enemy standing in front of you and you shoot, you can hit them. But in Metroid, uh, there are enemies that when Samus is standing on the ground, uh, there are enemies that are too low for her mm-hmm. um, arm cannon. So if they're coming at you and you're on the ground, you can't shoot them. If, you can't shoot down at them. If you get the wave beam, you can hit them. Right. But the wave beam is not very good because you eventually need the ice beam to kill Metroids. Yes. And so, depending on how you play the game, you might not get the wave. I didn't get the wave beam till way later. Yeah, I got it after the ice beam and I was like, uh, I went to go kill Mother Brain. And I was like, oh shit, there's Metroids here. I know they're weak to Ice Beam. Do they get affected by my wave? No? Yeah. Okay. Like, because in Metroid Prime, you can kill Metroids with uh, other beams. But I think that's because they are genetically created Metroids. They're not naturally made Metroids. Yeah. Well, actually, the story... Is, is in Metroid famously is like not very there's not a lot of story to go off of um, but in this game obviously it's an NES game 
Uh, the story is this minimal by uh, by design. But just real quick for anyone who might not be familiar, uh, actually, they don't even say this in the game. They don't like give you any. No, they give you a little instruction manual. Yeah, yeah. They just say you're Samus Aran, and you have to. I think they say you you just have to kill Metroids and save the planet, right? I think she's ordered or ordered by like the Galactic Federation to go to the planet, but I don't even think there's like anything with like her being a a bounty hunter. Yeah. The space type pirates are on like a planet, and they got they got uh, they got Metroids, and then they were trying to. I'm reading the plot synopsis on Wikipedia, <laughs> well, and then I, they went to Ze- Ze- Zebes, right? And then uh, and then you go and kill them. The the plot, that's it. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's you're a space shooter and you shoot stuff in space. That's it. Um, but I think despite having a very light of its time NES plot, uh, you know, obviously the Metroid games get more plot later and there's a whole world that you can look into if you're, if you're a fan of that. Uh, and it's, and it's actually really cool. I love all, all the world building they, they do it's in Metroid. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. But, uh, uh, this game, like I was really surprised by how much like of a tone it had like how much atmosphere this game had for an nes game yeah people like compare the say like this is close to like one of the first like horror games like it's very much that the people are like this is like ins- inspired by like mc escher stuff sure and like alien yeah obviously not mc escher what the fuck am i hr giger hr giger mc yeah. escher he goes <laughs> now inspired what? by pablo picasso yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that was something the development team admitted about the game, that it was inspired by uh, the Alien movie. They said, going up the stairs and going up the stairs and going up the sideways stairs. <laughs> that is a reference to a Family Guy joke about M.C. Escher. I know. Uh, are there any M.C. Escher video games, actually? Like, uh, where you're running around an M.C. Escher painting or something? No, um, but there are moments like that. Like, uh, we should play um, Anti-Chamber. Which is a PC game that's very much like a. It's not like MC Escher paint, paintings, but it's very much a game about like fucking with your perspective and not in like. I know you wanted to play um, that game where you like can look at stuff and they get bigger. Yeah, the I forget what it's called. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> great, we're a great video game. Podcast. Yeah, but uh, 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 super liminal. Thank um, you. And yeah. uh. This is not like super liminal. Anti anti chamber is like, there's no story. It's just like go to rooms and solve really obtuse puzzles, and uh, like it'll be like you walk into a room and then you turn left, uh, and then you like look back at like the uh, where you came from and like uh, you know a door will be gone. And you'll be like, oh wait, what? Ooh, cool. And you know, um, but it's it's. That game is, is very interesting. I, I, could, I should probably put that on, on the list. It's hard. It's hard as shit. I'd rather... It's a good puzzle game. I think we should play Uncle Chamber instead. Oh. Thank you. I didn't know you were uh, sexist. Just, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Metroid. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, sexist, uh, the Metroid's instruction manual that originally came out uh, with the game, this was a factoid for Metroid that I learned. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the instruction manual refers to Samus with male pronouns. Really? Yeah, the instruction manual that came out with the game says, you play as Samus, he is fighting through space, and yeah. Uh, huh. And people, I don't know if uh, anyone on the game development team ever commented on that, at least not that I saw, but um, people speculate that it was either like a mistranslation from uh, going to, from uh, Japan to America, mm-hmm. or people speculate that it was intentional, uh, like misdirection for the player, to so they would be even more shocked to find out that Samus is a girl. And people also speculate that whoever wrote the manual just didn't know anything about the game, like didn't play the game fully. And it was just like some random person who wrote the manual. That would make uh, sense. Yeah, it's probably any one of those or all three of those. Who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah just that was an interesting bit of trivia is that the official Metroid, Metroid manu- manual refers to Samus as a guy. But uh, one of the most famous moments in gaming at the end of the game, when you uh, beat the game, Samus takes off her armor and your jaw hits the floor and your eyeballs bug out and you say, I was playing as a girl this whole time. And then if you if you beat it in less than an hour, she's in a swimsuit. Yes. I think. Yeah. It's not clear if it, I think she's in the in the remake, she's in her zero suit. But in the original it's like, look, she's got underwear on basically. It looks like a bikini, yeah. Yeah. I saw a really uh so not funny, it was funny dorkly video from like, I think literally 11 years ago on YouTube. Well, I, I can probably imagine what it was like. Yeah, what do you think? I If I tell you dorkly video about the original Metroid, what do you picture? Is, is it uh, is it like it, get, it gets revealed that it's a woman and then uh, it's either somebody talking over the image going like, what the fuck? And then Sam, it goes like, yeah, I'm a girl, shut up, or whatever. Or it's like uh, Mario and like Link and like a bunch of other shitty pixels, whatever. It's it's the literal sprites, but it's it's flash animation of them walking left and right on the screen and going like, hey, what's going on, babe? <laughs> that's, the, that's what I think. It's either one of those two. That is like... I can picture that video on YouTube in 2011 existing. Yeah. And I'm sure that video does exist. And you're close on one or two counts. The Dorkly video was animated with original 8-bit sprites. Yeah. But the title of the video is Samus's agent. And her agent's like, all right, at the end of the game, you're going to strip down to your bra. And Samus is like, what? I'm not doing that. And I'm not going to recount the whole fucking Dorkly video, but it was it was really funny. It was really, really funny. Uh, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> but, you know, like part of the reason I wanted to play this game is because I love Samus. Uh, she is just an infinitely fucking cool character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really, like, I, I've never beaten a Metroid game. I've really? played a couple throughout my whole life. Um and obviously, I'm very familiar with Samus because she's in every Super Smash Brothers game. <laughs> and Super Smash Brothers is my favorite. And she's always so fucking cool in those games. Um, I have Metroid Other M. I've never beaten it. I have Metroid Prime 3. I've never beaten Metroid it. Metroid Other M is fine. That's I wanted to play that one, too, because as I understand it, that's very uh, polarizing. It's controversial yeah. for a lot of reasons that we won't get into. Yeah, we'll talk about it if we ever play that yeah. game. But Samus is fucking awesome. And... Um, Playing this game, I was just thinking about like 
the 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 reach of the influence of everything about this game like from creating like a subgenre of like 2D exploration platformers in Metroidvania to Samus being like the first really mainstream or I guess maybe not the first mainstream but one of the most lasting like space heroes in video games like if you look at Samus's design I think you can draw a direct line from Samus's design to Master Chief's design, one hundred percent. Yeah, she looks like a she looks like a space marine from Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, that like she just looks like so fucking cool. When the fuck did Warhammer come out? Go on. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, I I loved playing this game, and it was cool to see the origins of Samus. Uh, and I think to the point that you were saying, go on. Warhammer was eighty-seven. Okay, so it was after Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and it's it's also interesting too. This game, uh, not just as its influence on video games in general, with Metroidvania and space protagonists, uh, for having one of the most one of the earliest video games, or at least one of the most mainstream memorable video games to have uh, a female protagonist. Uh, a video game that um, uh, was came out at a very defining moment in video game history, but also as a flagship franchise for Nintendo. And kind of like the black sheep of Nintendo's very yeah. popular franchises. This, I mean, what's weird is the Metroid games have never sold well in Japan. And they've they've always sold better in the U.S., but they've never sold, like, in, at, like hotcakes. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, like, Zelda does well in both countries, does well in Europe, um, and uh, uh, Mario does as well, Pokemon you know, um, and uh, Metroid is like so super influential for all of gaming as a whole, and it's just been like whatever. There are other games that uh, Nintendo makes that are still um, like that don't do as well, but are not as like well remembered. Mm -hmm. You know, there's stuff like, you know, like Pikmin is like really well regarded but i don't think it's ever like done you know incredibly well yeah uh same with like f-zero um kid icarus is well well regarded critically but it's only had like three games mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and like metroid has had like what like seven eight games metroid had a game on has had a game on every nintendo console except the nintendo 64 and virtual boy and the virtual boy and the Wii U, I think. But Metroid has yeah. been around and has games being made. It's not like a forgotten franchise. Yeah, like Pikmin is going to have Pikmin 4 that got announced on Switch. But like F-Zero has not had a game since GameCube or Game Boy Advance? GameCube. Okay. Kid Icarus has, has only had like a 3DS game recently. And that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know. And it's it's just interesting that for all the, the reach of this game's influence, it's not... Like I, I think... Uh, most pe people who don't play video games know who Mario is. They know who Sonic is. They know who Pac-Man is. But people who don't play video games have probably never heard of Samus, you know? And it's funny, because, like, she's even... Is she in um, Captain N? Or is it or is it Mother Brain? Mother, Mother Brain. Brain is. Yeah, Mother Brain is in Captain N, the Game Master. I don't think Samus is in that show at all. Okay. Uh, which feels weird. We should do an episode where we talk about Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> that's a very weird 
Uh, I think it could sure. be like a if we ever pivot to video, we could talk about that. Yeah, because I've never watched that. I really, I don't really have an interest to. No, it's a very annoying show. Uh, but yeah, like I, I have an appreciation for the Metroid series in that it's kind of the, the understated uh, Nintendo, uh, you know, franchise. It's it's not Pokemon where there's a new game every other year. Um, even I would even put Metroid in the same tier as I, I know this is going to sound weird, but bear with me, uh, with, uh, Donkey Kong or maybe Donkey Kong country mm. because Donkey Kong games don't come around like all the time. Like but they're getting made, they're getting made. Yeah. But Metroid games don't come around all the time, but every couple of years or every other console, Nintendo will try something. Yeah. It's like at the top of the Nintendo hierarchy is Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. And then in the B tier, it's like Kirby, Donkey Kong, Samus, and then in the C tier, it's Star Fox. You know, it, it's like, and Pikmin. So I, I just think... And then D, you got fucking Kid Icarus. Yeah, and then D... And no, then they're G, like, uh... Z is Captain Falcon. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly... I really... Uh, no, Z is Mr. Game & Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Z is Rob the Robot. Yeah. Z is Gyromite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just interesting to look at this game as the starting point for a lot of different stuff. And it's funny because when this game came out, you know, Zelda was new, Mario was relatively new, uh, Kid Icarus was new. Like it's it's weird that I mean it's not weird, but thinking it's about weird looking at it now as as you know we didn't grow up in that era. Yeah, and it was just like oh, what's this space game that I'm playing? Yeah, like whereas I the first. Metroid game I played was Fusion. Mm. My brother had it, and uh, I I I love that game. Like I love a lot of the Metroid games. They're so, they're they're so cool. They're it's space exploration, which I already love space. I love exploring. It's like they do have stories. I've never thought that their stories are very good, but they're like good twists in some of them. Um, so whatever, like you know, stories. Um, but they're like, you know, they're, they're really cool space games mm-hmm. and, and, and there aren't like, I'm going to explore space. There's no other like style, like, like Metroid, mm-hmm. like I playing through Metroid Dread, uh, in 2021, it was like, oh my God, like I'm playing a new Metroid, like a 2d Metroid. This feels incredible. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, all, like, the other, like, I don't want to say pretenders, but, you know, you play, like, a like a Hollow Knight, which is also, like, a like a Dark Souls kind uh, in the way that it's difficult on bosses, but then, like, Metroid and Exploration, and it's, like, this just doesn't feel the same, mm. you know? Yeah, and it's, it's, makes you appreciate the Metroid series, or... You know, another reason I wanted to play the, this first Metroid game was so that we could play Metroid Dread eventually. Um, I, I'm. Did you beat it? Or did you play it? Metroid Dread? Yeah. No. Oh. I, I wanted to pick it up. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I got Sonic Frontiers instead. Uh, yeah, because that game was worth the price of admission. Yeah, I looked at Metroid Dread and I looked at Sonic Frontiers and I said, I think Sonic Frontiers is the game for me. I'm glad you're playing Sonic Frontiers though, because I don't know anyone else who played it and you have like said some positive stuff about it and I'm like, you know, if I didn't have way too many other things to play, 
I, maybe I would pick this up the, if I had if it was like twenty bucks. There, it will be eventually. <laughs> there is the best uh, praise that I can give Sonic Frontiers, and this is a compliment because I'm talking about a Sonic game. Is Sonic Frontiers is interesting. That's that's the highest praise I can give it. I don't want to say it's amazing, but it's interesting. Uh, but we'll talk about Sonic Frontiers another time, because and we definitely will. But uh, yeah, Metroid had a lot has a lot of uh, has a lot to offer with history. Has a lot to offer with its gameplay. I mean, did you uh, did you go with a guide the whole time when you played this game? Pretty much. Okay. I either had a map open or somebody telling me go to this room. Sure. And uh, eventually, I did get to the point where I was like, okay, I know where I'm going. Um, it was pretty much like once I. Once I killed like uh, uh, like Ridley, I was like, okay, I know where I am at in like Ridley's area, and then I killed Craid, and I was like, okay, I know where I'm at in Craid's area. Sure. You know, I think like the the one of the things that does kind of suck about this game is like uh, it's kind of like not creative in that you have to go to those two areas, and you're just going like down into the bowels instead of just like. You know, you play something like Metroid Fusion, and you get to the water area, and it's like you come down into it, but then you have to go like left and and then like up into the right into like the water tank area, and then like you're going up. You know, it's a lot of navigating different spaces. Whereas this uh, this game is mostly just go down. It's yeah. a lot of going down. Mm-hmm. Go down, collect everything that you think you need to collect, then go back up. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh... It's very clunky. Like you said, it's it's like driving a very prestige car from 1950 where you go like, wow, this is uh, an interesting model, interesting design. I appreciate the history behind this car, but I would never want to drive this to work. Yeah, I'm getting very hot in this car. I have to just roll down the window to get, take care of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I should probably talk to a mechanic and see if I can install like a mini air conditioner on this mm-hmm. car or something. Um or get like a mod of this game so that I can put in a map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of mods, um, I played this game on the uh, Nintendo Switch Virtual NES. Me too. Uh, and it's like I was using the save states. I was using the rewind feature. So I, I, I think a purist might say that I didn't play this game the traditional way. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I really didn't care either. I was like, I'm still experiencing the game. Uh, but I will say... There were parts where I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go through this room without rewinding, without... Oh, uh, yeah. I would do that all the time. But Yeah, I would see how far I could get, and only if something was a big fucking pain in the ass, I would rewind it. I would yeah. save state. There would mul- be multiple times where I'd get into a room and then get absolutely fucked, and I'd be like, hang on, I'm almost dead. I'm going to rewind. Yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine playing this game in 1986 and like dying and having to start way back and use a password that that's true too this wasn't one of the first games with a password system the uh the 3ds didn't have the switch emulation capabilities it just had passwords so i remember playing it and just using a password it did have save states so i could do that but um i didn't use that many uh, I think I, I don't even think I got to Ridley though. I just mm. it, it was very difficult. I was like, I'm playing on the 3ds. I don't really my hand. 
my hands are too big for a launch 30s <laughs> so i need an excel to really be like okay now i'm now i can play this yeah. fucking game um but uh it's it's a it's a it's a difficult game yeah in in 2022 2023 yeah. and the the Let's ideal this. yeah that's actually true we are in 2023 now um the ideal way to play this game, I think, is with an emulator, because if not, it might just get too frustrating. Um, but yeah, I, I think if... I think uh, outside of Metroid Zero Mission, I believe other people modded the original Metroid to have a map and to have uh, more merciful save states and things like that. And that, honestly, is probably uh, a great way to play it, too. Like That's the thing that um, I was hoping for with this game when I chose it, that ended up being the case, which was uh, nice, is it's fun to play. Like, I had fun jumping and shooting and platforming and uh, navigating the corridors and the enemies and stuff. So I I, uh, I think, and not, not only that, and we talk about this with every game we play, I feel like, but the music is good too. Like, I really like the atmospheric, slow music in this game. It's Hip Tanaka. Yep, so it's always going to be good. Yeah. And he also did Kid Icarus. Yep. Which is funny because talking about two games with like opposite music, uh, Kid Icarus and Metroid. Like when I think of Kid Icarus, I think of like fun, flighty, uh, upbeat songs. But when mm -hmm. I think of Metroid, it's like a slow. It's like I'm listening to a computer powering down. Yeah, I mean they have that that like. Yeah, and uh, that is like the iconic. That's the Metroid theme, theme that I think of. Yeah, totally. Um, and um, I I had never really like played these games and uh, played this specific game and listened to the music. So when I played on 3ds, I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. I can just play it, like with like a podcast going <laughs> or my own music. Uh, but playing it like and just like hearing all the mu music for it, it was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like pretty much all the tunes that I associate with Metroid got their start here. Okay. Yeah. Even um, like the uh not just the main theme but uh like brinstar depths uh like every there there every this this game is the blueprint for metroid in so many ways yeah. like metroid has not moved far past this game in terms of like style no. i'm i really hope uh i mean if we're going to i don't know when we're going to wrap this up but like if we're if we're talking about like uh things for the future of metroid I want to see a Metroid game that is like more open and not everything has to be quests all the time. I think sometimes you get a little bit bogged down with video games where it's like, mm. you gotta have a quest log. You gotta it's two open world. Yeah. Sonic we're... Frontiers. <laughs> um, uh, but I would really love uh, if they made a Metroid game where it was more like Breath of the Wild. No, but uh, <laughs> but like like something where it was like, hey, you land on the planet and it's just like, just go. You know, that's kind of what this game was. Like you land on the planet and just go. Like you just got to figure out what yeah, to do. Yeah, but like in a 3D space, I think would be really yeah, cool. A modern version yeah. for sure. And, and imagine like unlocking upgrades as Samus in like a Breath of the Wild type open world and you can get to terrain that you haven't been able to get through. You can, like, drill through walls or something. There's a lot you could do there. Mm -hmm. uh, even just Samus in a morph ball in an open world is a really interesting uh, concept. Uh, but it is it is interesting to see where the Metroid series is now, too, because, like, a lot of Nintendo franchises from this era 
or just video game franchises from this era, it has sort of like two, it's, there's like a split. I was thinking about this with, with style. Metroid has 2D, which is original Metroid, Samus Returns, Super Metroid, and now Metroid Dread, the most recent Metroid game. Mm -hmm. But then with Metroid Prime, you, that was Metroid's shift to 3D. Uh, and it's a first-person shooter, essentially. It's, it's a first-person perspective game. Uh, and it's the same thing with Zelda. Zelda has uh, top-down Zelda games or like side-scrolling kind of Zelda games and then 3D open-world Zelda games. It's like the difference between uh, Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. And then with Mario, there's 2D Mario games like New Super Mario Bros., but then there's 3D Mario games like Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, and I, it's interesting to see that Metroid fits that trend as well. And I'm curious if all these franchises will continue down the split between two different gameplay styles path for their brand, so to speak, or if it will ever re-conglomerate into one, uh, one kind of gameplay style. Mario, probably not, because you could do anything with Mario. But uh, with Metroid, do you think they would ever return to just having uh, you know, Nintendo saying we're just going to do 2D Metroids from here on out, or do you think they would keep it first person in 2D? No, they're gonna they're gonna do first person in 2D. I mean, Metroid Prime Four is already coming out. Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, I, I guess since you've played both, you've played Metroid in first person and Metroid in 2D. Uh, do you think one is stronger than the other, or is it too difficult to compare? No, they're two completely different games. Yeah, like one one is more like action heavy and the other is like more exploration heavy so and like they're they're both interesting like i think the 2d is like uh is is more action heavy and more like in a more like in a it, it 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 does have i mean people call it like still say it's like exploration but it's like it doesn't feel as explore like exploratory it doesn't feel as adventurous as like the the 3d ones to me where it's like okay i have to go around and i have to like navigate this like almost like cave forest area to figure out that i have to kill this giant bug to get this fucking beam or missile or whatever morph ball or um and you still have to do that in the 3D game, but it, or in the 2D game, but it's like, I have a map that, I, I don't know, like, I have a map there, like, in a 3D space, you still have to be like, okay, uh, I know that there's a, this map is this big, like, this room is this tall, you're gonna tell me that the room is this tall, but I don't know that, you know, underneath this uh, lava pit is a, um, is a secret area right because you didn't show that to me because i walked into the room mm -hmm. right yeah. and that's what a lot of metroid games do where they're like hey you what uh, 2d metroid games do where you walk into the room and it'll be like here's a wall or a ceiling like up above you but then like another room that's exposed above you uh, and it'll be like oh just shoot like up above at that ceiling or you know, you know then that it's they might show a power up there, and you might be like, "Oh, I shoot up the ceiling. Oh, I can't break it." Or you might like reveal some blocks that right. you don't have a power up for yet, and you're like, 
I know that I have to come back here eventually. Whereas like a 3D Metroid will be like, I have to navigate through this like lava cave, but I don't know that when I get into this room, I have to go up like these platforms in this way. Sure. Because sure. I just walked in. Yeah, I, I guess it's, uh, it sounds like it comes down to exploring a 3D space. It's just like a totally different, more free experience than yeah. a 2D space. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but, uh, I'm, I, you know, what did you think about the ending of this game? Uh, it was abrupt. <laughs> I, like, I seriously, I, I remembered in Zero Mission, I remember, like, running out of it and, like, it, it being, like, dire till I get to the end where I eventually escape. And in this, it was like, you have ten minutes. And I was like, oh, shit, do I have to run to the right? Uh, I can't, I can't get through the right-hand side. Can I go through Mother Brain's tube thing that was holding her? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Okay, jump up these... Okay, I'm out. Oh, that's the end? Oh, I thought I was going to go to my ship. Okay. No, you just... You're out on the exterior of the planet, and that's it. It's like, you gave me a lot of time, Metroid. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked the... Uh, that uh, escape really quick. You have a limited amount of time uh, stinger at the end of the game. Uh, I think that's fun. And that's, again, that's unique for the era. Um, and I, I, I can see myself as a child in 1986, even though I wasn't alive at the time. I can see myself playing this game and feeling like real tension as you jump up the final platforms to get out of the, uh, the escape area. Uh, and I liked it. I thought it was fun. And I think that fun is emblematic of everything that the game has to offer. Its atmosphere is foreboding but its gameplay is inviting you to explore so there's a nice uh tension with both of those things playing off of each other uh and a space environment inspired by the alien movies is really uh engaging and creepy plus you have a really cool protagonist with a laser gun on their arm and that is fun and i have to say too both this game and kid icarus i just fucking love how simple they are and I know that's by design, and they weren't simple at the time. It's just a product of, of when they came out. But just like a fucking character with a black background just shooting at enemies. I was like, God, this is so much fucking fun. Like, for as far as video games have come, you've never made it... No one's ever made it more fun than just jumping and shooting on a plain background. <laughs> and I really like that. <laughs> Maybe there's something with my brain that should be looked at but i just was not overstimulated i was very like ah i'm alone in this cave shooting aliens this is so nice i have the i have the the uh the burden of of knowing future games and i was like i want to go play metroid dread <laughs> or fusion i do want and, and then going and then also sitting there going i have fucking elden ring that i'm playing through why can't i play that do you this think goddamn fucking old game? Uh but important game. I'm not saying it was important. It's, I said it's old. Yeah. Would you? Uh, I did have the thought at one point playing this game that if you like Elden Ring, you might like the original Metroid. Would you agree or disagree? Uh, no, because you would say, "What the fuck is this stupid old baby game?" <laughs> It's baby graphics and gay baby gameplay. That's it's just it's so uh, 
it's about progressing and like finding the right way to progress yeah I, I i was more just like oh my god i i know i i know how this game plays and i know the ending and i know where to like like thinking about it it, it really is like a like i feel like such a fucking like old or that like a like a like a young person being like man like this is a this is we got modern stuff and it's better yeah. but i was like fuck I mean, like I, I just want a map yeah the, the thing is we do have modern stuff and it is better but i still just this game was was fun to to chunk through like you said your analogy of an old car is perfect i appreciate everything this game has but i wouldn't drive it to mcdonald's to get a delicious mcdonald's well, i i would drive it to mcdonald's and then i'd drive it back home and put it in the fucking garage again and not touch it and then i'd sell it and i'd say it sucks uh, but would, <laughs> so, would you recommend people play Metroid? And if you would, who would you recommend play it? Uh, I would recommend to not play Metroid, mm-hmm. and I would say go play Super Metroid because it's better, or play uh, Metroid Fusion or uh, Metroid Zero Mission. Mm-hmm. Any one of the it, like because Zero Mission, it's like the same thing as Super Metroid. It's Super Metroid is just this. Super Metroid is basically a remake of the original Metroid. Right. But it's it's just this, but it's it plays better. And it has all literally the exact same mechanics. You got bombs, you got you got missiles, you got navigating and shooting, jumping and shooting. The jumping is the same, the shooting's the same for the most part. It just it feels Ten times better. It's not like uh, it's not like playing uh, like uh, Super Mario to Super Mario World, where it's like it's pretty different. Or like you know Mario Super Mario to Super Mario Brothers Three, where it's like it's different. It's like no, these are pretty pretty similar. It's it's not a sequel. It's more of an upgrade. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, I, I would I would recommend. Um, anyone who wants a game to uh, chill out uh, and just jump and shoot, Metroid is is a uh, is is a good time. Um, I think if you're someone who likes to play something kind of mindlessly and maybe listen to a podcast, I could see Metroid being a really good game for that. But that's just my opinion. Or if if, if it wasn't as hard to navigate, I'd be like, yeah, just sure. give me a map. Yeah, if you have a map with you, I think this game is the perfect like. Chill out, jump and shoot, destroy some enemies uh, with some really cool music and some very uh, simple but enjoyable graphics. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to playing uh, Super Metroid. I'm looking forward to playing Metroid Dread. At least those two I want to play. I don't know how many other Metroid games we'll play, but at least those two. I, I would love to play Prime, but I don't know if you have... The Prime Collection, because I went out of my way to buy it on Wii U, and you can't buy it on Wii U anymore, and that's like one of the rarest Wii games. Right. Um, So, there's the rumor that that the Prime games will get remade on Switch. That comes around every Direct. Yeah. Every Direct, they're like, this is it, Metroid Prime uh, Collection remake. And every time... They say nope, and the prices of the fucking 
Wii U collection just keep going up. <laughs> every, <laughs> people go, ha-ha. <laughs> every E3, every Direct, the price goes up by $5. Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, maybe we'll play Metroid Prime 4 when it comes out in 10 years. Yeah, they had to restart, restart development on that game because uh, apparently the people who were making it, I don't know. I don't know if they weren't doing a good job. But I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hey, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't know what was going on with that. No, I'd. I'd rather have a good game. So yeah. take take your time. And uh, Metroid has a has a fairly clean track record as far as like appeal. I don't think there's any game in the Metroid series that people are like, this is abysmal. This is unredeemable. Federation Force is the only one where they're like, this one's fucking garbage. I spoke too soon. I think everyone hated Federation Force. <laughs> um. But otherwise, well, that's because it's not a Metroid game. Right. Um, uh, otherwise, I think Other M, people don't really like, but it's not like a bad game. You're yeah. like playing it and you're like, I mean, it feels good to jump and shoot. It's just the gameplay is not as fun because you're locking me out of my abilities. Yeah. I'm going to, actually, I am going to play that game too. I'm going to pick that at some point because I haven't played it and I own it. I actually bought that for... Uh, $4 at GameStop like 10 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I found that game in a GameStop or like a, a, a local used game store a few years ago. And my again, my brother got a lot of the Metro games and he had that one. So he took his copy with him when he left the house. Uh, and I was like, oh, I found this copy. Uh, and um, I've gone back and played it and it there's some stuff that holds up, but it's it's just weird, like going and playing it. But mm. it's not the other podcast, yeah. so we'll we'll save that for another day. I will say, uh, the opening cutscene of Metroid and Other M I have seen. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's so fucking it, cool. That that is the one great part about that. Except yeah. then she goes the baby, and you're yeah. like, oh, shut up. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, don't say anything. Uh, but yeah, that's Metroid. So cool. Samus shouldn't talk, and that's not because. She's a woman. It's because it's because uh, it's way more badass for her to just be a silent protagonist. Yeah, it's a Boba Fett thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love Samus. Actually, one last little thing about Samus. Uh, I, I think she also has a very interesting place in video game history. Um, maybe we'll talk about it more on another episode because I do want to play other Metroid games. So we'll save it for another discussion. But I had some thoughts about the themes that are presented through Samus that I'll save for mm. something else. That doesn't There's sound... definitely no themes in this game. Really. <laughs> yeah, there's... There's uh, a look, boobs at the end. That's that's what we'll talk about. Uh, but, yeah, I love Samus. I, I had a really good time playing this game. I, I had a mediocre time. <laughs> that's all I can hope for, really, <laughs> is that you have a mediocre time. I went, I went all right, I'm done. Okay, well, I'm going to go play some Overwatch or Elden Ring for a bit. Well, dude, it's also nice, like, just to be able that I to say that I played this game and I beat it. Like, one of the, uh, you know, premier franchises of Nintendo and one of the most important, like, games to come out from that era, it's nice to scratch this itch and be like, there we go, I played Metroid. I can say that for the rest of my life now. I, I I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's not really worth anything, and it's never going to get me anything. But it's it means something to me. But yeah, that's <laughs> old it. games, old. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what are we going to play next? Uh, the next game on the list that we're going to play is Bastion. Uh, Spell Bastion for me. B a s t i o n. 
Okay. You passed the, the test. The, the Supergiant game. Supergiant game's first game. Yeah. 2008 hit? I think it was 2008. I don't know a damn thing about it other than you went to a concert where they played Bastion Music. I did not go to a concert. I was at community college and somebody sang the song and I don't want to be like mean to them, but I was totally like, uh, you need voice lessons. Oh God. I, I very much like that you're singing this song because it's a great song, but, uh, you're not a great singer. And I, I feel bad saying that, but the, the person you who, were not, <laughs> if the person who sang at that community college performance of the Bastion soundtrack is listening to this podcast, please take vocal lessons. I'm sure they have at this point where they're like, whatever, doing whatever. That was like almost a decade ago, it feels like. It was probably over a decade ago. It probably was. Yeah. Not a, not a decade. Actually, ago. yeah, probably, probably, probably closer to closer to a decade. Coming up, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll play Bastion next. And, uh, uh, you know, that is a game that I know nothing about. So I'll look, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I hope that anyone listening to this had a good one-two punch of listening to us play Dead Space and then listening to us play Metroid because they're two space shooter survival horror video games. Survival horror? Oh no! I would I would call Metroid. I wouldn't. A pro. <laughs> you didn't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> a prototypical survival horror. Prototypical. It's like a beta version of survival horror. Okay, whatever you say, Ryan. Whatever. I think in the same way that you can draw a straight line from Samus to Master Chief, I think you could draw kind of a curvy line from Metroid to Dead Space. In the same way you can draw a curvy line from uh, Christianity to to uh, uh, education. Well, no, that's a direct line. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stop this. <laughs> you can draw a curvy line from Christianity to, to a lot of stuff. Uh, but that's that's Metroid. So any housekeeping stuff that we wanted to do? Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, wow. So Here's awesome. what I'm going to put that on the screen. Here it is. That's fucking cool, man. Click on it now. Oh, fuck. I'm going to click. Uh, no. Uh, follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore pixels and Follow me on Twitter at Ironheart1183 and Ryan at uh, S-K-R-Y-D-L-Y. And then uh, on, I did write a thing, but it's oldish. I I did a little blurb in uh, Into the Spine's Big Giant Review Roundup of 2022. So if you want to go to Into the Spine... Read a bunch of stuff from a bunch of writers. I'm I'm in there. I I was mean to God of War. I read your blurb. I was surprised by it. That's I all. I think I'll that say. game is mediocre. Uh, and I'm broken as a human because I'm I'm like, look at this giant cool game. It's mediocre. Well, I'll let your writing speak for itself. Yeah, we're not I gonna mean, get into that. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that, but yeah, we'll. Go to, go to End of the Spine if, if you want to see that. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote? Uh, I just want to promote a YouTube channel called A Critical Hit, uh, in quotations, Critical Kate. Uh, she did a video about uh, Metroid, and she has a video game series called uh, Video Dames that I think is interesting. So uh, I watched that 
before we had this discussion. Nice. There's actually a lot of YouTube things that I watched before we had this discussion because Metroid is fucking interesting. Uh, I do want to say one other thing. What? The YouTube channel Video Game Animation Study did a video called The Animation of Samus that was also very interesting. And if you like Metroid, you should also check that out in addition to Critical Kate. Uh, and that's what I wanted to plug. And that's what I wanted to say. And that's the last thing I wanted to say. And you can say anything else if you want, but I'm done talking for the rest of this podcast. I think that's a good thing to end on. Uh, you're really not talking? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh no, I have to end it. I should just end it.